Hello, everyone. <laughs> this has been a year of stops and start, and we're here again. We are here again. There has been work things. There has been baby things. There has been health things. But we are here again. As we keep saying, we're not going anywhere. But until the run-up till Christmas, as we do have a bit less time, we're going to be doing bonus episodes for you every week. It's it's short. It gets us going again with the show. It gets us back into it. It keeps you interest peaked, I guess. And obviously with it being shorter, it makes it much easier with our time constraints to get it out for you. But I think New Year, oh, the whole New Year, New Me thing. New Year, new podcast. <laughs> but we'll be fine. But this thing today, I found... Ran I have this habit of, I have a, this giant encyclopedia and I will just turn to random pages to see what I come across. Oh, I like and that. And I came across this thing known as the Choju Giga or animal caricatures, sometimes known as scrolls of frolicking animals. Ah. Have you heard of this? Well, I think we've seen some scrolls. Was it the Edo Museum? I think we saw some, was it there or was it, or is it the History Museum? There are some, some scrolls, I think the earliest examples of like manga. Uh, I'm going to send you a link. It's to the Wikipedia page about it. They have on their page, they have quite a lot of the pictures uploaded of the scrolls for you to see. Yes, I've seen some of these before. Now I've not, wait, I think that first one I have, I have seen before somewhere, the frogs and the rabbit, and, and I've definitely seen scrolls with frogs so okay. I, yeah i've i'm familiar with not all of these but i've seen examples of like this yeah. mm. this monkey one i think i have seen i've seen the, the monkey one well let me tell you a bit about them then in our bonus as we have done many times over in the show we are returning to Kyoto. This time we'll be going to a temple known as Kozanji. It's not really a centralized temple in Kyoto. I was looking on Google Maps to see like how do I get there next time I go. But it's kind of located in the northwest outskirts of the city. Like you go to Kinkakuji but then keep going northwest out and over into the hills. And yeah I was looking at some of the pictures. It's very much settled out in the wilderness and it's rather a beautiful temple indeed. Now the temple was once the location of these scrolls i swear you've mentioned this temple before like i think we were sitting in kyoto and you mentioned this temple like going to it because it was difficult to get to or maybe it's a different one but there was one that you were talking about going to i remember this maybe i did see it but i didn't realize the significance of it at the time mm -hmm. but now i definitely want to go to it um as well as going back to toji like we talked about when we did Kukai. Ah, oh, if only we'd have known. I know. Like I said, this temple was once the location of the scrolls, but now you will find them in the Kyoto and the Tokyo National Museums. But if you do go to the temple, they do have reproductions there, so you can still see them kind of in their original home. Like I, as we said right at the beginning, these scrolls are known as the Choju Giga which literally translates to animal caricatures. But a lot of the time in English, it's they're called the scrolls of frolicking animals, which I kind of like the translation there. Looking into the authorship of these scrolls, we found that once it was thought a man known as Toba Sojo was the author of them, or at least some of them. And this man lived from 1053 to 1140, but we will see shortly why this is now thought as unlikely. Based on the dates. 
there was no way I would have seen them at the Edo Museum. <laughs> it must have been the National Museum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely not the Edo Museum. But also, the Edo Museum is about Edo, not Kyoto. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> at least I realized my mistake during、Very、the podcast,、true. and not like you pointed it out to me or me listening like weeks later, going, "Oh no." <laughs> Oh, I did a thing. <laughs> so, looking more into these scrolls, there are only four of them in existence. They use ink, but there is no text written upon them. And in size, they're not too large—about thirty-one centimeters high and about one meter long in length. We also do have several fragments of them from private collections, and it's likely that these private fragments also. Link back to the original, so it was maybe one extra scroll that was broken into fragments at a later date. These four scrolls were never given any special name that I can find, and they've simply been labeled as scroll A through D. And like I said, what's kind of fascinating about them is that they are unique. There are no other scrolls like it that have have this imagery. So they show animals with char- with human characteristics, as you kind of saw from the from the Wikipedia article I sent. And like I said, there's been no other scrolls found that do this with animals. They are a very good example of the use of a monochrome wash, known in Japan as hakubyo. The use of only ink and its fluid. Uh, linkage was actually prefigured to the rise of ink monochrome as a major mode of later Buddhist paintings. So these scrolls, even though four or maybe five were only ever created, were a big, big influence on later Buddhist paintings. Looking at the first scroll to give you and the listeners some idea of what you'll be looking at, we see portrayed rabbits, frogs, and monkeys all frolicking as if they were in fact human. We also see rabbits and monkeys bathing and swimming in a lake. And further along on the scroll, this is scroll A, we are shown rabbits and frogs making bows and arrows. There are also some events that are not explained, and we also see rabbits and foxes bringing pots and boxes to a gathering of some sort. And again, because there is no text, we don't know what these gatherings or events particularly. Are. We also see celebrations shown with frogs dancing, rabbits shown walking past monks with their castle, and we can also see a monkey being chased by a rabbit with a rather large stick. And perhaps the monkey stole something from the rabbit. People think we're even shown a funeral with a frog praying in front of a frog-shaped Buddha, which was a Who was a semi-historical Chinese monk, as well as animals in wrestling matches, and I know I think they're fascinating to look at. I don't know what you think, Heather, looking at the pictures. I haven't been looking at the pictures <laughs> while you've been talking like this. Times, like, <laughs> yes, you were. I could see you. Is <laughs> that they're. They are extremely fascinating because the detail in them and all the little little small things. Yeah, I'm looking at the the man getting defeated in a wrestling match. It's it's really like the technique is really amazing. Just to look at it, it's it's the detail on it and the detail like on the horses, for example. It's really cool. Oh yeah, for for sure. I will make sure all the pictures I found are definitely in the show notes, so you can go and look at. What we are talking about, I'm doing my best to give an overview and a description about what there is, but you should definitely have a look as well yourselves if you are listening. But moving on to scroll B, 
Uh, it contains a continuous landscape with animals said to be in pure enjoyment. And we can also see lions roaring and scratching their backs. Scroll C brings together a collection of games and contests between monks and laymen. And this includes a tug of war with people using their heads. Now, to elaborate further on that, they, they kind of have a, it looks, I don't know how you best describe it, like a giant ring of fabric wrapped around like going around one person's neck and it goes to the other person's neck and they're kind of tugging on both of it to see who is the winner. I don't think I would want to do that. I wouldn't mm -hmm. want to hurt my neck that much. It's, I don't think it's worth the damage. But also in this scroll, there is a group of monkeys shown attacking an ox cart for some particular reason. And to finish it off on scroll D, we can see clerics undertaking rituals as well as undergoing, well, indulging in amusements, but as well as relaxing and smoking their pipes, which is kind of cute. Now, I also found a quote from George Sampson from his book, Japan, A Short Cultural History from 1931, which says, the work belongs to the decline of the Fujiwara period but it expresses in one of its best aspects the artistic spirit of their age. The artist is a delightful draftsman. His pictures of animals disporting themselves in the garb of monks are alive with satirical fun. They are a true fruit of the native wit. They owe nothing to China beyond a vague debt to her older artistic tradition, and they bear witness to that reaction against the solemnities of Buddhist art which we have noticed. Jackie, I think is kind of a nice summary of the scrolls, if I'm honest. And I, I do, I do agree. They are very much fun. They are very mm. much fun. They are very much full of satirical fun. Sorry. <laughs> I was just rolling right along with you going, yes, I agree with you. <laughs> and so to quickly finish off the short episode, uh, the dating of these scrolls. As I said, it's likely that scrolls A and B come from the end of the 12th century, in fact, with C and D dating to the Kamakura period, which lasted from 1185 to 1333. Around the same time period, but also a little bit earlier and a little bit later. This goes to show why it's unlikely that Toba Sojo created these scrolls. Like we said, he was born in 1053. And more specifically, whereas they contain no text, I found one reference that says scroll C does include a date upon it of 1253. Oh. And recent studies, I'm not sure how they figured this out. Maybe they noticed a, perhaps a different style in the art. But recent studies have suggested that more than one artist may have worked on the scrolls. And that is my little bit of information about these scrolls that I found. I thought it was interesting. They're definitely very pretty. So please check out the pictures just so it makes more sense to everyone. But what do you what do you think? That was really cool. I I thoroughly enjoy looking at those scrolls. And I, I do have a question though, like I because I do remember seeing I think like the frog and the rabbit one. Something about it being the early precursor or the early form of manga. Do you know anything about that? I did see something mentioned that there are some people who would class it as a, an early form of manga 
I know as well, like, Hokusai is also attributed as being one of the oldest people who created manga, and this would definitely predate him by a lot. It would be interesting then to see what the what their reasoning behind it would be. Like, at what point does something get classed as a manga? Because obviously there was only four scrolls and a few fragments, and nothing else was ever made for that genre, so it wasn't continued. Whether the people who made it didn't think it would amount to anything or mm. maybe they wanted to continue but other people said there was no point because no they didn't think anyone else would find it interesting mm. but actually yeah that's a good thing we should make a note on that when we finally do an episode on manga like what classifies as manga and then mm. we can look back at the old stuff like Hokusai and we can revisit this one and see if we think we would class it as a early manga because i feel that manga needs a story whereas these feel more like moments in time mm. perhaps yeah that's how i would say for me i wouldn't class it as manga mm -hmm. that's something else in our list future top mm -hmm. future episode topics future topic episodes no episode topics i had it right the first time <laughs> um, the the brain man it's going good tonight we have to talk about that and that's going to be a pretty decent undertaking i think to research manga mm, definitely not something we could do in one episode for sure probably not but i'm glad you found it interesting and your question was definitely a pause for thought Ooh, i like those thank you heather for indulging me with this fascinating thing i found and thank you to everyone for being patient our listens have actually remained quite consistent these past weeks when we've not been here so thank you for Thank you. I guess new people are tuning in to keep those numbers up, which is really nice and heartwarming. Next bonus episode will be about a sword. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, thank you again for everyone for tuning in today. We hope you enjoy this episode. And that is everything for me. How about you, Heather? That's going to do it for me. All right, then, everyone. Talk to you next week. Matane. Matane.